0: What is going on, fellow listeners? Believe it or not, having said that with later Griffith is back in the studio. I have taken off for what I think has been about two months now. It's not because I quit, it's not because I'm all the way lazy. We all know I'm partially lazy. I did start a new job. I'm still working my own job, my old job. Um, I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired. And podcast got put on the back burner, but Megan, Corey, Steven, my LMK crew, everybody's been asking me, which tells me at least I do have at least like five listeners. So we're back in the studio. I've got a lot of episodes lined up here for the next couple of weeks, which is going to be awesome. Before we even get started, make sure you go back and check out my Instagram page, Instagram page. That's at... I think it's HST Landry or having said that Landry, it's one of the two. You'll find it. I'm on Twitter, but more because I want to say I'm on Twitter because I've never sent a tweet or received a tweet. And of course, <laughs> unfortunately, as I say every fucking week, as I am on Facebook. Uh, Facebook's tough. You ever Facebook? No. I I had I have Facebook one, for but... a long time and and loved it. Used it. Quit it about seven or eight years ago. Decided the only way my podcast is going to go to the next level is via Facebook, mm-hmm. which it did. I doubled my listens within the first week. Wow. Problem is is I, I will only use it for Facebook stuff, pictures, mm-hmm. I mean for podcast stuff. That's the only thing I post about. But I catch myself getting bored, and I want to troll people. Yeah. And I'll read people's <laughs> stupid-ass comments on whatever it is, political, whatever. I don't care. And I catch myself typing. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I, st- I don't ever hit send. I've done it twice and both times did not turn out pretty it's easy fucking nasty rabbit hole to get into it'll
1: suck you in yeah they
0: know what they're doing yeah it's so stupid but anyways check me out like if you if you look on there maybe you'll see my little rants that i get on with random people that i don't really know um (laughs) shout out to my lmk crew we are part of the lmk productions lately it's been more uh the mk productions but still l's there Uh, My boy, Mark Youngblood, best friend in the world. He does his Pick 4 podcast. His episodes recently have been super awesome. Y'all all all thought I was going to say phenomenal. They've been really good. He's been having on some new guests, people he hadn't had on before. The Daniel siblings have been on multiple. It's been great. It's been a fun listen. So keep that going uh, every Thursday. Then, of course, check out everybody's favorite person mr ty king on fridays dude i'm gonna tell you right now donnie hart and chris Lovell. i gained whole new respect for for both of them those guys slayed on those podcasts so if you haven't listened to those local legends donnie hart and chris Lovell, go check out the win loser ty podcast ty you're killing it we knew you would we have mr this is your second time in the studio now isn't yeah, it second time Second time here, first time solo. Correct. Solo album. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he, he left the band <laughs> and is going to try, try a yeah, little left. Justin Timberlake instead of NSYNC now. I left the boy band. My boy Brad Veal. Brad, I'm glad you came over here, man.
1: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: Thank we you. We have been talking about doing this for a while, um, but it was just all talk. We knew yeah. what we were going to talk about. Um, sorry. Sorry. Uh, we finally got to do it. I'm glad because you texted me, I guess it was last week. It's like, hey, man, let's do that podcast, yeah. which I said, fuck yeah, let's do this. This is going to get me back in the swing of recording. I'm three minutes in. I'm already having as much fun as I used to, so I'm <laughs> done. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Cole, if you're listening, I'm ignoring you all day. Fantasy football stuff, it's important. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Anyway, so... Uh, we're going to talk about some fun stuff, going to do a little business promo, some stuff that probably everybody needs to know and never thought they did. I'm going to start it off with this, this is going to lead into it. I'm a nurse, as everybody knows me, been a nurse for a little over six years now, spent most of my time as an LVN at a, a hospital here in town that does actually you don't want to get confused by the name, does a lot of orthopedic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I've then since moved on, still helping out over there because I love that hospital. I love my bosses. Uh, but now I'm moving on to ICU care at a different hospital, kind of delving in and learning some more stuff. But a lot of where I got my skills at and where I've learned how to really hone in on patient care is doing orthopedic nursing. Funny story about that is as I promised myself two things when I was in LVN school seven years ago. Those promises were, I will never take care of cardiac patients because when we were learning cardiac it was so hard like that is the hardest thing to understand then I go work at a heart hospital (laughs) and I had no idea until I interviewed that the heart hospital is also does orthopedic stuff yes the second promise I made to myself is I will never work orthopedics (laughs) it's funny how life catches up to you because I I feel like I have a pretty vast knowledge in both of those now and those are the two things I drew the line at yeah it's just funny.
1: That's weird. Uh,
0: but the reason I even bring that up is it's in the medical field, it's nursing, 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 yes, right? correct. You assume everybody in scrubs is either a nurse or a doctor. Yes. One thing that I've noticed most people also assume is they assume every male in scrubs is a doctor and every female in scrubs is oh, a yeah. nurse. I would agree with that. Okay, America. We're, we're yeah. in 2021. <laughs> We've All had right. a black president by now. Yeah. Men can be nurses. We're probably the best nurses, just throwing that out there. Girls can be doctors. That's, okay. right. That's right. Deal with that. <laughs> Having said that, one thing that I learned very quickly on the importance of patient progression and getting people on their feet to reduce all these nasty things that can happen in a hospital is not just your antibiotics and the medications and stuff, is physical therapy. Yes, that's something that I never truly understood. You learn about what a physical therapist is in nursing school, but there's not lessons on PT, OT, speech therapy, so on and so forth. Um, and so, so then I narrowed it down to, okay, well, to me, physical therapy has a lot to do with orthopedics. So ortho being bone surgeries, uh, for those of y'all that don't understand medical jargon, knee replacements, hip replacements, shoulder replacements, traumas of people in wrecks and stuff, that's orthopedic, but really... Almost any patient in a hospital needs physical therapy. And then you extend it out to our community. You have people who are weak, who, you know, not so weak that they need to go live in a nursing home. But just enough, the stuff that you and I take advantage of, Brad, mm-hmm. from getting up and going to the bathroom. Yes. Feeding ourselves a meal. I didn't mm-hmm. say cooking. I'm saying feeding myself. These are things that we take advantage of on a day-to-day life, which made me realize how important physical therapy is. Mm-hmm. So explain kind of what you do for a living, what your background is, what your title is, so okay. on and so forth
1: when it comes to that. Okay. Uh, so I am a physical therapist. I graduated from the first doctorate of physical therapy program at Tech. I did not know that. In 2011. Um,
0: it's that new of a program?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it is a doctorate degree. Uh, no, it's not an MD doctorate. No, it's not a PhD doctorate, but it's... A doctorate of physical therapy, you know, equivalent to a doctor of pharmacology or a doctor of optometry, stuff like that. Um,
0: you know, you talk about that is a lot of people just assume that a doctor is someone who takes care of medicine. Right. And I know you don't want to boast and, and get into much of it, but I've done enough research and I've known enough physicians and enough doctors such as you, John, Arturo, um, all the pharmacists. You have to write a dissertation, Correct.
1: Don't if, you have to do that? If you're going to go into the research realm, then you okay. have to do a research project. And, but the
0: schooling you went through, like technically by title, you are Dr. Veal. Like mm-hmm. you would never refer yourself as that because you're a pretty humble, laid back dude. Like just call me Brad, bro. Correct. But you're a doctor and you deserve that credit. So I'm going to give you credit for it all. You have earned it. You are a doctor. John, you're a doctor. Arturo, yeah. you're a doctor. Don't let anybody ever convince you otherwise. It says it on my diploma. So. Yeah, you're a DPT. <laughs>
1: But as far as physical therapy, the, the idea is to restore function. Um, and that can go across all realms. It's mostly multifaceted. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you started off talking about a hospital setting. Yep. Helping somebody restore function after having a major surgery. And not just orthopedics. You know, physical therapists are involved a lot with uh, cardiac surgeries. Absolutely. Open hearts, valve replacements. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's had their chest cracked open. Um, you know, we're the first to go in to get them walking.
0: Y'all do more when it comes to the, the foreseeable future than nurses do. Like, I'm making sure that nothing acute changes. Let's mm-hmm. make sure your meds are good, blood pressure, heart rate, Correct. pain. Mm-hmm. But what I can't be there for you whenever you go home. we got to learn how to right. manage this, but you're not going to go home until till your PT comes in.
1: Right. Yeah, so until the doctor sees, you know, with any of those patients in the hospital that have lost function due to whatever, stroke, You know, TIAs, orthopedic injuries, surgeries, cardiac stuff, um, even heart attacks. You know, until the physician sees that you're able to get up out of bed, able to walk and move around, they're not going to send you home. Right. You know, and if you can't go home, then you're going to end up in a rehab or a skilled nursing facility to continue to be able to, you know, restore function so you can go home. Exactly. So you've got the hospital setting there, um, you know, and then other hospitals have neuro. Floors, you know, strokes. Yep. So that the PTs, That's OTs, speech lately. therapists are are really involved with that area. Um, it's just a different mechanism of loss of function. So restoring that to make sure people are safe to return home is vital. Um, and then once you leave the hospital setting, there's you know you've got inpatient rehabs or skilled nursing facilities that takes the hospital one step further for somebody that can't go home immediately. Um, And then you've got the outpatient realm, which is where I'm moving into now.
0: So it's kind of funny that you mentioned, like, I never understood even having somewhat of a background. So I started working in a hospital is times have changed since our parents and grandparents would go to the hospital. You know, they would go to the hospital and get their appendix out and be in the hospital for two or three weeks. Now it's like three hours and they're out. So many people are convinced. And I I try to tell patients this all the time, and it's usually the older generation that – oh, y'all just are trying to kick me out of here because that way you can get another patient in and make more money. Yes, you have to have patients in to make money to run a business, but hospitals are not a business for people like you and I. That's administrators looking at it. We look right. at it as patient care.
1: Correct.
0: The reason you want to get a patient out as quick as humanly possible is for two reasons. One, you're trying to reduce the risk of infection. True. Hospitals, I don't know if y'all know this, are utterly disgusting. Yeah, there's sick people there. There's <laughs> disgusting. Right. You have six, sick people there. Mm-hmm. So, we're trying to reduce you getting an infection while you're here that's acquired from this hospital. And two, we're trying to prevent blood clots. Yes. Right? We got to get you up, get you moving, get you home because surgeries are going to prevent or are going to put you at a higher risk for uh, blood clots in your legs, blood clots in your lungs, which could shoot up to your brain, causing a stroke, so on and so forth. And another thing is we don't want you to deteriorate. This is where you come in. Yeah. And you got in my head very early on in my nursing career, and it's something that I take pride in. You're always in the back of my head is if a patient's been here for more than probably one to two days and we're not getting them up, call me. Let's get them assessed. I like to look at life that way when it comes to certain people. Like, you know, plenty of people out there listening right now have grandparents that are old and kind of like grandma only gets up to go pee and maybe she doesn't even do that. We got to clean her up. Someone like you can come in, like the goal for her would not be to get her to go get a gym membership and bench press 250. Correct, yeah. It would be for you to be able to work with her, to get her to be able to get up, take herself to the commode without needing too much assistance, make herself a ham and cheese sandwich, get herself into bed. These are things that we don't think about with therapy.
1: Right, you don't think about it till. It's you in that, in that situation 100%. when you've lost that function or you have a loved one that's lost that function. Mm-hmm. And then you realize how much you've taken for granted all the years prior when they were able to do all those things yep. on their own. And then you see that deterioration and it happens rapidly. So, yes, getting people out of the hospital quick kind of forces that, that movement. Yep. Start moving your body again. Get back to a normal life.
0: I always joke. I make this joke. It's like, to me, it never gets old. I'm sure to everybody that's worked with me as as a physical therapist can't stand it. I always make the joke is nurses go to school so we can learn how to heal. Like we get taught compassion where we have compassion within us. Let me help you get better. You guys are sick, twisted, and invented. You're I don't remember if it's sadists or mas- masochist, the ones that like to inflict pain. Uh-huh. Y'all go to school for a very long time to get a doctor's degree to inflict pain on another yeah. human being. Yeah, you could look at it that it's way. When yeah. physical therapists almost always were black at the, the hospitals. Right. That they're yeah. to. I'm sure yeah. that there's a correlation there. Yeah, There's
1: one, one good joke is um, what's the difference between a physical therapist and a terrorist? What's that? You can negotiate with the terrorists.
0: <laughs> That's so true, though. You know what?
1: A patient told me that one time. That's okay. <laughs> it stuck That's in my one. head.
0: Well, what drove you? And you said in 2011 is when you went to, to school. You've only done this for 10 years? Yes. I don't say this just because you're sitting in front of me. I, honest to God, thought you were going on at least 20. Your vast knowledge of physical therapy and how you understand the way the human body works and the things we need to do is way past 10 years. That kind of blows my mind a little bit. Well,
1: I appreciate that. So you were
0: brand new and I started in the whole REM. I've been there for, known you for six years. So you were four years into it. You were still kind of getting your feet wet in in a way.
1: Yes. Yeah. That surprises me. Well, it was kind of a second career. I didn't start, um, you know, got into PT school in 2008, graduated in 2011.
0: Well, well, that was going to be my next question. Is, is, is something, what led you into PT? Like, give me a little bit of Brad's background before that.
1: Well, straight out of high school, I went into the Army. Um, I served nine-plus years. Had a few injuries. I dislocated my shoulder, tore my labrum, had to have surgery. Well, uh, not his labia. Not my labia, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, had the worst therapy ever in the military. Uh, it was, it was sad. It was sad. It was, it was shocking. It was eye opening. And you know, at that point when I had that surgery, I had no clue what I wanted to do in life. I was Mm -hmm. still in the military. That was in that mindset. And then when I was in Iraq, I hurt my neck, bulged the disc, same injury you've had to your neck. Um, again, terrible therapy. When I got home, uh, they kept treating me for shoulder issues, but it was my neck. And so it took years, you know, and finally I had to have neck surgery. Right. Um, but going through those, I I liked what I saw from the physical therapy profession, but then I also saw ways that I could Dude. make myself I'm not saying that people were bad therapists. I'm saying that the processes it were bad It could it could have something could have been improved or what Correct.
0: can I do to move forward to make sure that that, that someone else doesn't have to suffer as long as right. I did.
1: Exactly. That's so the saw, exact reason I became a nurse by the way. I saw those two things and it drove me to to go into physical therapy.
0: I'm not gonna get in too much of a uh, of a like a left turn here because I you just told me something that tells me we're gonna record another podcast if you're willing we'll sure. talk about this later I don't know how much you're willing to talk about it but you served nine years in the U S military yes first of all and I've told you this a thousand times and from the bottom of my heart thank you for doing that thank you uh, all in Iraq
1: no I served uh, my tours overseas were Bosnia and Iraq.
0: Did you serve during the war? Yes. Okay. Would you be willing to do a podcast about that? Sure. A non-political one? Yes. I'd love to hear your takes, too, on what's going on now, but we can. I would rather do that on a different podcast. Yeah. Different okay. time. Dude, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, Mark. I'm, I'm going to tell you and Jeremy Alder right now, we're coming guns ablaze, and we're going to do a <laughs> podcast to see who's going to win that one. Anyways, thank you for your service. You. Um you said something that just made me super sad, though, is that in the militaries where you receive the worst therapy. Yes. And I see that all the time. I've taken care of so many veterans. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. I always tell every veteran I ever see, thank you. And every one of them tells me how bad the care is medically yeah, during the, and after. The right. VA.
1: So while you're in the military, the the medical care is designed to get you back on the field as fast as possible. And that's... You know, drink more water, take some ibuprofen, and rub some dirt on it, rub some and dirt get on your it. ass back out there. So you were and suck it the up.
0: army is essentially West Texas the Base, way that we yeah. the way that we uh, handle things here yeah in West exactly Texas. don't cry
1: <laughs> exactly suck it up Buttercup that is, that is crazy.
0: Well, so you spend some tours or spend some time in Iraq. You have that surgery. It's kind of funny because you and I have talked about I had the surgery. That's when I was we talked about before i had pretty much the same injury you did now mine wasn't from i don't even know where the hell mine came from uh that's a painful thing to deal with and the surgery sucks yeah it was tough i personally did not know what was going on with mine until after about a year of fighting it I pulled a loophole with the physical therapist I know in order to be able to find out what was going on wink wink it's it's not what you know it to, you know that's true and the thing that really upset me was is the symptoms and pain all these things that I was having for almost a year I had seen three physicians mm-hmm. um no one gave a shit and wanted to listen to what I had to say everyone was telling me I had a carpal tunnel I don't have carpal tunnel I know the signs and symptoms of carpal tunnel none right. of them but they hear what they want to hear right had I have known that the issue I had could have been fixed as something as simple as physical therapy, you can bet your ass that I would have been coming to see you and we'd have been taking care of it.
1: Sure.
0: <clears throat> I had kind of told you what was going on, but you can't treat somebody without knowing until you finally read the MRI and were like, dude, nope. Yeah. You're so far past. But yeah. I've wondered since then. I was like, I wonder if I would have had one person listen to me a year prior, mm-hmm. maybe I would have saved myself a neck surgery. You could have if, you would have, if it would have been caught early, right. for sure.
1: People don't but... listen in the medical
0: field. That's very
1: true. And the, the medical field is not about prevention. No. It's, it's reactive, never proactive.: Damn, that's good. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I never thought about it like that, but it is. I think a, a lot of that too, can be changed in our community. You know we need to be oh, doing absolutely. more outreach on and this is going to sound extremely stupid, but what you and I are doing right now is a very small scale. We're going to get anywhere close to 100 listeners within the first two weeks, right? But that's 100 people who may be listening and be like, you know what, my grandma feels this way, or my husband or my wife feels right. this way. exactly. This is, like, I didn't plan it like this, but this is somewhat of a community outreach to, 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 to let people know what's going on, to sure. prevent issues from happening. Sure. More people need to be proactive like that. You know, you have mm-hmm. plenty of nurses that are smart as shit, and right. doctors, mm-hmm. and, and all, all the things that we have that are smart. No one goes out there that we, we clock in, we clock out, we go home. right. That's yeah. a huge problem, like you said, we're fixing a problem that we probably could have been preventing before
1: right and and that's society contributes to that problem as well you know you have an ache and you a pain yeah you suck it up, you get up, you get dressed, and you go to work yeah, you deal with the pain you come home, you pop some advil Tylenol, maybe have a drink or two, you go to sleep the next day you get up and you deal with the pain because you don't think that there's any alternative. You don't want to go to the doctor because you don't want to be poked and prodded and tested and all this and 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 maybe not even get an answer. Or maybe you've been to the doctor before for the same issue. They didn't listen to you. They didn't listen. Blew you off. I'm not saying all doctors blow you off. I'm saying There there is a trend of when there's minor aches and pains that they tend to get overlooked because there's patients with bigger and badder issues going on. So if somebody knows, okay, well, I've got this minor ache and pain in my knee, can I do something now to prevent that from being something major a year from now? So knowing that would allow them to seek the treatment that they need from somebody that's not a physician, not a medical doctor to to keep their function, to allow them to keep doing the things they want to do. Like, let's say, for instance, Cassandra, she loves to work out. Right. If one day her knee starts hurting to the point where she can't work out anymore, that's going to affect her physically. It's going to affect her mentally. Absolutely. Then it's going to affect you physically. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It affects me mentally. Right. So, you know, that knee injury that prevented her from doing something that, even though it's a recreational activity, it keeps her. It was a stress
0: reliever. It keeps her healthy. It's something to do. Exactly.
1: So addressing that early, yeah. that way you can get her back to running. She doesn't have to have a knee surgery, um, and it doesn't start to have that trickle down effect of physically weight gain, depression, mental health, all exactly. of those things. So, I think that's one way that you can look at it from a preventative standpoint.
0: Well, here's one too. You mentioned that in 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 your experience from the ten years that you've been doing this. How many people do you think, and you don't have to give me a number, but they're blaming these aches and pains that they're having on one thing, and we all assume that's what's going on. It's because I'm getting older. Yes. That's not always true. Like, yeah, obviously, if I were to go and play uh, men's league softball, which Mm -hmm. I still do once in a while, that at 21, I could play five nights in a row and not be sore. At 34, I can't stand life the next day. Right. Okay, that has something to do with the aging process, but more than anything, it has to do with me and my sedentary lifestyle. But <laughs> people just, I, I hear it all the time, ah, my back hurts, I'm getting old, or my knees are popping, I'm getting old. That's not necessarily the case. It, it
1: plays a role. As we get older, our bodies do change. But what would prevent our bodies from changing as drastically or as rapidly would be maintaining... Physical health, right. So as we get older, what happens? We get busier. Yep. We have children. Yep. That means we have less time to take care of ourselves physically. We're exhausted from the day, and so you sit down, and then that becomes a repetitive cycle in 100%. your life. And then you, all of a sudden, you want to become a weekend warrior. Yeah. Oh, I want to go play softball this weekend. Yep. But you haven't been. Have shape for four correct. years. You've become sedentary. And in your profession, it is not a sedentary profession. Right. Because, but you're up on your feet for 12 hours all day long. When yes. you come home, you have no energy for anything else. Right. So then you go play that softball game. Yep. And it wipes your ass out. Absolutely. So what could you have done to prevent that? To, mm-hmm. make, to make it to where you do play that softball game and the next day you can still get up and go do whatever you want to do. Right. It's maintaining your physical health.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So you talked about a little bit so you know you, you have patients in the hospital and stuff that you're taking care of but i look at it more so okay i'm getting up so someone's hurt in the hospital like we already know that they have right. an issue and we need to care for that now because either you're going to be in the hospital longer you're going to wind up at a facility no one wants to do that especially right. nowadays with what's going on um but there are outpatient setting type yes. of therapies. Now, we've all heard of, there's a few here in town. Some of them big, some of them small. Um, you know, you, you have shoulder surgery. Maybe mm-hmm. your your son's a 16-year-old pitcher who started throwing curveballs at eight because his dumbass coach told right. him that that was smart to do that. Yeah. Uh, your daughter's a, a volleyball player who tweaked her knee you know, mm-hmm. diving for a ball or shooting a layup of basketball or something. These are, I feel like those injuries are more common than the stuff that I see in the hospital day to day.
1: Right. And it's just a different setting. So in the hospital, we're reacting to a surgery that's happened because a yeah. patient's joint or whatever has gotten to the point where it cannot be saved with less invasive treatments. Right. They need the, the knee replacement. Right. I mean, the cartilage is gone, they're suffering, they're losing function. They're getting worse. They're gaining weight because they can't walk, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a snowball effect for sure. So in the outpatient setting, um, yes, you deal, you still deal with surgeries. Um, so a knee replacement patient, they leave the hospital. They're going to come to an outpatient therapy clinic to continue right. their therapy.
0: Or all—it's all for nothing, if
1: right? Not. Right. But then you've—you've you've got all the other types of, of conditions that are going on, low back pain. How many people do you know that have low back pain?
0: At least 90% of right.
1: It's the number one job-related or loss of time for jobs in the nation. is Low, low back, back pain. Low back pain,
0: yes. Well, my wife and I were just talking two days ago for the last couple of days. For some reason, we've both been waking up with low back pain. I don't know if we need to do something to our match or something. It was kind of out of the blue, but mm-hmm. I'm not like in shape but I know I'm chubby I'm not some fat overweight guy I'm 34 my wife is 21 you know and yeah, she takes right. care of herself <laughs> there's no reason uh, from outsider looking in that we should be waking up with low back pain
1: not at that age right you know and people yeah. have that uh yes
0: and I don't even think about it you say it's the number one cause of lost time it makes perfect sense
1: it is yeah it is across the nation is the number one cause of lost work time
0: so what are things we can do to fix our low back pain physical therapy
1: wise Oh, it, that would be on an individual basis. You know, what what it's going to take for you may be, different. may be different than Cassandra. Okay. Because everybody's got their own um, deficiencies. Some people it may be weakened core. Some people it may be weakened lower extremities. Um, some people may have a legitimate issue going on in their spine like you had in your neck. Right. Right? You never even knew you had it. You never had an injury. I had all no a sudden, trauma right, to my neck. So it crept up on you out of nowhere. Yeah. You started to lose function in your arms. I still don't have pretty much no tricep in my right arm. It, that takes time. Yeah. It just takes time. Yeah. Nerves heal slow. Yep. But, you know, assessing every person individually, um, that's the approach I like to take. Sure. And that, you know, with the new business I'm starting, that will be my approach is everybody's different. You know, you know. Sh- Taller people have different issues than shorter people. Wider people have different yep. issues than skinny people. Yep. People that have had injuries in the past, maybe causing the pain that they're having now in a different body part. Genetics. Genetics play a huge role. Your your lifestyle. Are you sedentary? Are you active? Um, it it it's, it's all individually based. So the the that's cookie cutter a, approach. Yeah. Of, you know, that's I'm a good way to look at medicine. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I hate the idea of giving. A cookie cutter approach to any condition um without assessing the person that's like my family they'll call me on the phone oh my shoulder hurts what's what do i need to do i don't know i don't know i need to look at your shoulder and you know how many different things there are in your shoulder that could be causing the pain yeah there's numerous things yeah. the knee the back the yep. hip,
0: same thing you know so, it's funny you mentioned that uh man it's probably been four or five years ago now shit i don't know it was sometime within the last six years I had told you that my wife, uh, I think her knee was hurting or her hip. I don't remember what it was, but it was something to do with one of her legs. It's like, man, I just like it's stopping her from being able to run. Mm-hmm. It's messing with her. What do you think we can do? <clears throat> so he said, "Hey, man, just tell her. Let let me talk to her first. And then, you know, I'm not going to tell her to do anything." Yeah. We're walking down the hall, no clue that you were standing about thirty, forty feet behind us. We go into sit down, have lunch, and you're like, "Hey." Are you hurting right here, here, and here on your right leg? And her eyes looked at you. She's like, wait, what? (laughs) like, yeah, I just figured it out. To me, it kind of told me all I need to know about how serious you take your job and how good you are at it. Because you essentially diagnosed. I don't like that word (laughs) in this situation. But you could figure out what was going on before you even spoke to her by watching her walk. And I'm not joking. That's not exaggerating. You were standing behind her and you knew exactly what was going on. But you assessed her. Yes. I didn't say, hey... Cassandra's knee's hurting. What she, Well, why don't you tell her to get the, the resistance band and do this and that? Right. That's the first exactly. thing you said. Well, I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I like that approach to medicine. I think more doctors need to be like that, therapists, whatever it is, because you said everybody's individually different. Correct. Um, you talk about appearances and the way people present themselves. The human body on the inside is no different than the human body on the outside.
1: Right.
0: I'm not the same as you. You're not the same as Cassandra. She's not the same as Jennifer. Correct. So you said with your business you're starting. Mm-hmm. So go give me, give me some details on that. What are you doing?
1: So it's going to be an outpatient physical therapy clinic. Okay. Um, it's called Advanced Physical Therapy and Wellness. Um, now this is the second business that I'll be starting regarding physical therapy. I already have Advanced Physical Therapy to Go, which is a mobile um, outpatient services provided to patients wherever they choose the services to be provided. So if you have a busy lifestyle and say, you know, your boss only allows you to take a forty five minute lunch, do you have time to drive to an outpatient clinic? No, it's gonna take me
0: twenty minutes to get there, twenty minutes to get back, you're gonna work with me for five minutes. And I don't get to eat.
1: So with advanced physical therapy to go, we can come to your office, we have equipment, table, we can work on you there. Within the you know, we're not gonna drag big
0: You're not taking big weights and and treadmills treadmills and and stuff. Yeah.
1: But if I can't work you with body weight, then I'm not doing my
0: job. See, and I, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to throw that out there sometime during this podcast is a lot of people assume that the physical therapy, you need a lot of the resistance bands and the weights and the machines. And I, I'm not a professional, but I guarantee that does make a huge difference and it helps, right? It helps, but, but and at what stage
1: of recovery? Exactly. You know, if you've got an athlete that, is has already recovered and they're about to return to sport then yeah you we need to need get some, some of that, that back absolutely but if you have uh grandma who's fallen three times at home and banged up her knee and you want to get her back to uh you know recover her knee and then work on her balance to keep her from falling again
0: yeah we're not trying to get grandma need? to squat no, 350 i just,
1: i'd need a floor yeah I need a floor and, and grandma. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I so, guess she would help. <laughs> yeah, she helps. Right. So the advanced physical therapy to go, uh, a lot of ours are home visits. Um, so it, it gets confused with home health. I was going to bring that up. There's not home health, home health provides a different, uh, set of services, skilled sure. nursing. Um, and the therapy is, is limited, um, to time. You know, we provide a full hour of treatment, you know, three to five sessions a week, depending on what the doctor orders, um, in the home. So we're, we, we can do more, and for all the people out there that care about insurance costs and all this and that, we can do it for
0: less. So, so you, it, do ex- <laughs> you do accept medical insurance? Yes. You all can. major?
1: Yes. Uh-huh. For the most part? For the most part. Okay. There, there's let's... some that... It just
0: won't. You always have to fight with insurance, and unfortunately, Absolutely. and the more I get into the medical field in the years that I have experienced, it's disgusting to see what the government has done to our, yeah. to our medical field and to the the safety and the the how how we treat human beings. It's disgusting. It is, and there's all a kickback to the government. That's a whole nother podcast I could talk about. Oh, well, we could go hours on that one. <laughs> okay, so my insurance won't cover me. I've got a hurt shoulder. Mm-hmm. I've tried and tried and tried. They're not covering advanced therapy. Do you take cash pay?
1: Absolutely. Is yeah. there
0: some sort of, uh, I don't know, like a payment plan or is there like yeah. a, you're going to help me out because you know that I'm not able to afford a thousand dollars a session.
1: Right. Correct. No, it, it, yeah, that, that's insane. But, you know, it's based on the number of visits that you'll commit to. Yeah. Um, you know, assessment's done. The assessment is one charge. Um, and then, you know, a plan of care is laid out. And then you discuss the plan of care with you mm-hmm. um, and say, you know, I can help you by doing X, Y, Z. Uh, we can do this many visits for this amount of money. Uh, the more visits you do, cheaper The it is. cheaper it starts, you know, you start yeah. to get a, a discount there. But what I like to do is to put the onus on the patient. So if you remember, I came and looked at your daughter's yep. name, yep. right? Absolutely. Looked at her knee one time, mm-hmm. we figured out what was going on, yep. and I know she had been through the ring, or MRI, X-ray, Everything. a couple of doctors, and yep. nobody had given her a diagnosis or what the issue was.
0: Yeah, more importantly, no one had told her how we can get her, was it, I don't know if it was knee or hip now, but it no, her one, yeah, it now. no one could tell yeah. her how to feel better. Right. So,
1: we, you know, I assessed her and yep. figured out that, okay, if we do this, I feel quite confident that her knee pain will go away. And so I know you and I know Cassandra. So I showed Cassandra mainly yep. um, the stuff that your daughter needed to be working on. Yep. And she held your daughter accountable, made her do it. But also your daughter was committed because she didn't want to hurt anymore. Yep. She didn't want to have to have knee surgery. And she did it, one visit, put the ball in y'all's court yep. to continue with the plan. If anything changes, call me. And then you don't see me again. Yep. Because yeah, you didn't see me again. You know, your daughter was very disciplined and, and did all Well of her you stuff saw her and, just
0: a minute ago. She didn't say, Hey, that's I'm my knees hurting while you're here, fix me. Yeah, correct. That's a very valid point and something I don't think I even thought about until you just mentioned that is you can only do so much with the knowledge you've obviously from school, but you've gained a lot of knowledge from seeing hundreds and thousands of patients over the years is the biggest thing in a getting better, and that goes really over anything. That's blood pressure. That's diabetes. Losing weight, gaining weight. <laughs> get it's all put on the person and the human being. And how how much are you willing to put into this? Exactly. You know. And we did Reagan did her workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was you had her on every other day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, now there was a couple of days that it was about bedtime. Like, did you do it? No. Like, get your ass in there and do it. You know, you have to motivate people, sure. but. She was determined because she was tired of limping and being a pain at 15, 16 years old. Right. That's a very valid point that you make. Is you can only get out what you put in.
1: Correct. And that that you're right. That goes with anything. So if you you want to lose weight, so you go see a nutritionist. Yeah. And they lay out an entire nutrition plan for you, but you go home and shove a Twinkie in your
0: mouth. Yeah. That's
1: the way home, it's not a water the nutritionist's burger. fault. Absolutely, it's your fault. That's very true. And. and if you don't take your blood pressure medicine, your blood pressure is not going to be controlled. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get outside and exercise and walk and get in the sun, yeah, uh, you know that has its own set of you know consequences. Yep. Absolutely. So it all goes to it. If you want to go work out and you you want to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to a personal trainer, but then once they're done, you're done. You stop. Yep. Then you know, like you said, it's on you. A lot of it is on you. But with that, I think the the biggest challenge for me is to make sure that I'm educating my patient appropriately Mm -hmm. and um, thoroughly enough that they understand why we're doing what we're doing. Not just, I I want you to go do this, go do this and come back and see me without telling them why. Don't tell them what to do. Tell them why they're doing it. If we do this, this is the results that we should see. And if we do this and we don't see this, then we need to re- reassess. You have to know why your body's doing what it's doing, or you're going to lose that motivation. You're going to lose the, the discipline.
0: So you're not going to go up to a patient and say, you know what? I know you just got in a wreck. It looks like you got bilateral acetabular fractures. Um, it looks like you've got some pretty big inflammation in the femoral head. I think you need to do uh, like seven lateral raises on the right side, seven lateral raises on the on the left side. Do some posterior anterior. I don't know how many people just understood what I just said. No, you know, clearly you wouldn't have done that. I'm Correct. just like using medical <laughs> jargon. Exactly. It's gotta be where you've gotta dumb it that's God, that was the shittiest thing to say. You've got to use lay terms. That's what we try to say is lay terms to where you're gonna understand it. But I think you just said something that's so important that a lot of people in your field don't use is you said you have to explain it to a way that they're gonna understand the why. The why is the most important. You can tell me like, hey man, go do twelve or you know, three sets of twelve on bench press and you're gonna get stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. I probably will. Yeah. Uh, but I need to know why. I need to know that's because I'm using my pectoralis major, my pectoralis major minor. When I push up, it's also going to put some strain on my triceps muscle. That's going to go down. Right. That makes sense to me. Right. But when you tell me just to go do it, I'm going to say, "Awesome, man! That sounds really good." And you're going to leave, and I'm never going to do it again. Right. Do you and you have somebody that works for you? If I'm not mistaken, for the outpatient uh, travel stuff. Yes. Do y'all follow up on? I guess it's a kind of a stupid question because most of your patients are probably going to be doing a routine thing, but there's got to be some follow up to where, like, okay, so we're we're three or four sessions in. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand now? What kind of questions are you having? Do you think this is working? Do you think that we need to change it up? This is what I think. Like, yes. Surely it's super invasive, one on one. Yeah,
1: that's every session. Every session, you're essentially reevaluating to a certain level.
0: And changing up session to session, essentially, if you have to.
1: If you need to. If right. You're yeah. your care plan. Right. So, but you're always asking that question at every session How did you feel after the last one? Mm. Did something we do cause more pain? And if so, then I need to change. I need to back
0: off. And yeah. if the
1: patient says no, every, I felt good afterwards, I felt fine, okay, then we move on. Let's keep doing what we're You know, good. there's got to be consistency, mm. but there also has to be change when the change is necessary.
0: That makes sense.
1: So you're it, just like when you walk into a room and you're with a patient, you don't assume that their blood pressure is the same as it was two hours ago. Exactly. You're going to check it again. What it is right you're gonna now. You're going to ask them. How's your pain now? Right. I know it was two hours ago. You were fine, but how is it now? Yeah. So that's the same way that we do every session. That's a great point. You're always asking those questions of you know, how's your body doing? How did you respond to the treatment, and and making an, uh, adjustments accordingly.
0: So it's advanced therapy. ADVA and CED. Advanced. I'm going to physical therapy to okay. go. Yeah. I think I have some of your cards. I'm going to post pictures of them for anybody interested. But now you've kind of, you've had some experience. You've been doing that for two years? Uh, one year. That's it? Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking it was two years. Good for you. Um, clearly doing good enough to where you've been able to have someone else help you. Mm-hmm. Recently, you've kind of decided to make the adjustment, and I'm sure it wasn't easy for you to kind of step down as what your role was at the, the place that you and I met, that we yep. worked together. Um in order to go chase an endeavor of being a, a, a full time business owner.
1: No, it was Brick a. Brick and
0: mortar, right? It, it was a.
1: It, it took a while to make that. This, I knew I wanted to do it, right? Um, but it took a while to take the leap. And it, Out a, of a lot fear? of. Well, yeah, of course. Mm. I mean, you know, where I was working, I was a director. Right. Good money. Yep. Consistent. Stable. Yep. I was good there. I could have stayed there for a long time. Absolutely. Um, but I had I had maxed out my growth okay. there. I like I like uh, that's um, a good way of putting it. Uh, I wanted to grow there, but I maxed out my growth there, so I grew outward, and so I decided to to take the plunge. And it was probably January of this year that I, I said, you know what, I'm I'm doing it. I'm I'm no holds barred. I'm not telling anybody what I'm doing. I'm just going to start planning on the back end, making the proper arrangements, getting everything lined up. And what was it? About six weeks ago was when... You know, I left the hospital right to to move out and start doing this. So, you're having
0: your own building, it's still advanced therapy, right? Advanced physical therapy, yes. Yeah. so, you had advanced physical therapy to go, which is Correct. still a business. Mm-hmm. And then, now to go with that, we have advanced physical therapy. It is a building where are we located?
1: 5020, 122nd Street.
0: 5020, yeah. So,
1: right, right off 122nd slide, slide, right? Yes.
0: Um, I know, yeah, we talked about this where this was the other day. Are we open yet?
1: Not yet. So I'm waiting on the city to do their final inspections. Oh, so the Tuesday after Labor Day, fingers crossed. That's tentative open day. Tentative open date, yes.
0: The reason I even bring that up now is because a lot of the other stuff, people may be listening, like, well, I don't need somebody to come work with me at my house. My grandma's fun. You're jumping into a whole new realm of stuff. A lot of my listeners now are of the age that you and I are. We have kids. I've got teenagers and I've got little kids. Mm-hmm. You've got, you're, how old are you, you're 12-ish? 12 and 8, yeah. Everybody listening who has kids, kids are in sports. Kids are starting to be the yes. age of where they're starting to have aches, they're starting to have pains. I hate to say it, it's the nature of the beast. Travel ball, I want to do a, 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 a podcast with Zach DiArena because him and I are going to have conflicting ideas that we've yeah. talked about. On I, I don't like travel ball. Um, it's not, it's for about a thousand reasons. But My biggest problem with it is, and I'm talking travel ball when we're talking about baseball, softball, I think coaches are untrained. They're fathers who want to spend time with their kids, which I think is the most amazing thing in the world. Sure. But we're over-pitching these kids mm-hmm. to where, and I'm sure you've seen it, but I guarantee you now within the next couple of years with this business, you're going to see a ton of younger Yeah males and females from mm-hmm. softball players, and I guarantee you most of them are going to be pitchers, who are doing shit they shouldn't be doing, unbeknownst to the kid, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to the parents, and probably unbeknownst to the coaches. To some, I think some of them do too much, but they just don't know any better. We're throwing labrums out way more than we should. Sure. Tommy John surgery that could probably, yep. be, probably be avoided. Yep. You're going to be start seeing, I think that's where a lot of this is going to hit home with the listeners uh, that are at least my age and a little bit older sure. is outpatient therapy in this building, you've got all the equipment that you can't bring to my house, right? Correct. You're going to be preventing. And the goal is to prevent surgery. I think is the biggest thing, right? It is. Yeah. Is, 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 uh, I know there's more to it to me from a nursing standpoint is your goal is to prevent, prevent people from having to get a, yes a scalpel cut to their yes.
1: Skin. I mean, yeah, that's, a lot of the way I approach things is how can we prevent something else from happening? Yeah. Can we can we stop you from having to have surgery by taking the necessary steps now? Yeah. Yes.
0: And that's not to like to, to take business away from these badass surgeons. You know? No, absolutely. It's no. always going to be there. Right. Right. But,
1: but, but what, prevent an unnecessary surgery. Not to say that it would. It might be unnecessary now. But if you don't do something now in six months, it may be necessary.
0: Well, we talked a little bit about this. I'm going to give a brief story of what the hell I went through. Maybe more people will kind of understand why I'm so prone to physical therapy. About a year and a half ago, my right hand would start locking up. It was my first three fingers. My thumb, index finger, middle finger would lock up into place. I always laughed at it. You remember that movie, Scary Movie? Oh, yeah. That's who I look like. <laughs> you stirring uh... the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but it would happen every now and then. Then it wouldn't happen for three or four weeks. I'm like, okay. So I think that my electrolytes are off. I actually approached a physician that I know and just said, this is what's going on. This physician didn't even make eye contact with me. He said, you're clearly low on zinc, magnesium, and potassium. Take those for a couple weeks. You'll be fine. I'm like That's a bold statement for you, not a sesame. Cool. Guess what I did? I took zinc, potassium, magnesium. Right. It never got better. Then for what was happening once every three to four weeks was happening about once every one to two weeks. That mm-hmm. moved on to where it was lasting longer. It was strictly in my right hand. Then it started moving in my left hand. I go to see another physician. And he says, since it's only on your right hand, you've clearly got carpal tunnel. I said, you're not listening to me, sir or ma'am. Sir. It's not only on my right hand. It's more prominent on my right hand, but it happens on my left hand. Correct. This physician orders me to get a, a nerve conduction study. This was in October. I did not get that doctor's office sent over the order until December. I did not mm-hmm. have it to the day after Christmas of this past Christmas. Okay, This has been a three-month issue that I've approached a pro, pro physician, so probably six months since I've been dealing with it. Right. Yeah. More and more prominent, more and more prominent happens more. It locks up. Now I'm getting pain. I can't do. It, it was affecting my job. My handwriting has never been pretty. Um, now, even to this day, it's getting better, but I can barely grip a pen. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it was stopping me from doing my job. I couldn't hold pressure on sheets. Yeah. I had charge nurses accusing me of not wanting to do my job. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did compressions on a patient. Arturo was there watching. I did compressions on a patient. I had to stop and grab somebody else because now I can't even do what I'm trained to do. Right. It was literally debilitating my life, Mm -hmm. right? I get the... Nerve conduction study. It takes two more months for me to get the results from that. Another month for me to get the MRI done. And two more weeks after the MRI was done to get results from the MRI, which tells me I have a bulging discs, actually two. One of them was really causing it, though, that was actually compressing into my spinal cord. Okay. That's what was causing all of this. It's a wonder that that's the only problems I had. Mm -hmm. I got nervous because I had a, a... personal friendly talk with you and you were like dude be careful how you drive yeah be more aware on what you're doing where you're driving which i people laugh at me i will not go 46 under 45 i am a very cautious driver It annoys my family i don't care i don't want that damn speeding ticket no true but one bad blow
1: yeah
0: i've already got a spinal i mean a vertebrae or a disc compressing against the spinal cord that could be a game changer
1: Oh, absolutely!
0: If not a life ender, yes. The reason I go into that that three or four minute story on where I was is I found out that had I have been able to know what was going on ahead of time, I could have gone. Which, if this was two years from now, a year from now, advanced therapy, mm-hmm. the building. You have the stuff that I need. Maybe let's decompress that. Let's right. pull some that'll. My hand's going to feel better. It's not locking up. I have complete muscle wasting in my right arm. For those of y'all that don't, it's exactly what it sounds like. Like you can feel my tricep. There's really nothing there. Right. I was losing function of my right arm to the point where I was was having trouble picking up my baby girl. Mm -hmm. She's four, but she's still a baby girl. Sure, always. Uh, So that's the kind of stuff that you're going to be dealing with over at Advanced Therapy. Yes. Obviously, post surgeries too. Absolutely, but for those of y'all listening or wonder why we're even talking about this is you yourselves. We're all young. Fifty and below is probably my average listener, right? Fifty is not old. I don't care what anybody says in the medical field. Like we, we like if we see like, oh, this patient's fifty-two. Like fuck yeah, this is gonna be an easy day. Yeah, this dude's <laughs> gotta be well taken care of compared to our ninety-sevens, right? Um your kids, yourselves, take mm-hmm. care of yourselves, do some therapy, so, but in order, I can't just call and schedule an appointment with you, right?
1: No, you can call and schedule. Um, you know, in the state of Texas, we have limited direct access, and when I talk about direct access, I mean, like, say you wanna to go to a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. You can walk off the street, you don't have to see your physician first, you can go see a chiropractor. Snap, crackle, pop, and you go about your way, and they, you know, they put you on a treatment plan. Um, in the state of Texas, I was 2019. You know, they passed a direct access law where you can come see a physical therapist for 10 business days without a physician's referral.
0: I and, did not know that.
1: And hopefully, as as we go along, that that's going to expand. Well, 10, surely 10 business days yeah. is kind of a joke. But you can come see a physical therapist without a physician's referral. And probably the next step from that, if know you that. if you think the treatment plan. Like for your daughter, saw her one time. Mm. Did I need to get a physician referral? No, because I saw her one time, Right. and what we did worked. But somebody else that comes in, like say you came in with your neck, I'm gonna see you mm. longer than a 10 business day there's, time. Frame. Yeah, there's no right? way that
0: was gonna take care of a 10 days.
1: So after that initial assessment, I would probably contact your physician and ask them for a referral. They may request to see you first, sure. probably, um, which is, is fine. You go see your physician, you get the referral, you come back, you start your plan of care. Um, But hopefully in the future it'll be where – and most states are across the nation. You don't need a physician referral to see a physical therapist. I
0: think it helps you in the state of Texas that other states are already ahead of the curve. From things that I've learned over the past six to seven years is – it's a hell of a lot easier to copy what somebody else is doing than for me to do the research myself. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know this. The reason your insurance charges so much money and the reason that your insurance, your private insurance, your commercial insurance is charging you this and denying this until you try this, this, and this and is because Medicare sets the standards. Yes. Medicare is government funded. We all pay for that to help out people on Medicare. So it has to be, they've got good research. I'm not saying that they're always wrong. Um, That's not what this is about. But what's easier for me for being the owner, head of research department, whatever, Blue Cross Blue Shield, First Care, um, whatever some of the bigger commercial insurances are.
1: Sure,
0: I can either go from square one start all over and do all the research or I can hit the copy and paste button for somebody else that's done all the damn research sure. and I'm just going to follow it Yeah, that's almost always what commercial insurance does I can't say that I blame them because it's saving them billions of dollars and therefore and making that billion instead of spending it right sure The reason I even say that is because for you, if you're telling multiple states are saying, hey, you don't even need a referral anymore, I think as time progresses and you're still pretty young and you're brand new in Mm -hmm. your business, it's only going to be to your advantage that people are going to look at these other states that you're talking about like, hey, why are we not doing this? Sure. Um, I hope so. I really hope that's the route. I surely guess. it's going to be, if, if if you've already moved up to 10 days, that's not sure. much, but that is a step in the right, right. direction. Right. It's not the step in the wrong direction. No, it's a foot in the door. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So you've treated me, you've looked at me, you've called my physician. They still want to see me, but I'm saying, hey, I only want to go to advanced physical therapy. Right. It's, it's that simple. Insurance is going to cover it you're covering are you still having any sort of communicating communication with physicians like hey you know what like you know doctor doctor X referred me over to you is it over and done with with what is there communication going on with you and him or he's trusting you he or she is trusting you to. you see what I'm saying
1: yeah so the plan of care has to be sent back to him okay. so you come to me I do an assessment let's establish a plan of care we're gonna do this for this many days this many weeks, however many times, you know, three times a week for four weeks, right? Your plan of care includes all the treatments that I'm gonna do. I send that back to them, they have to sign it. They sign off on that plan of care, then we're good to go. Okay. Um, and then communication is important. I always like to maintain communication. So say you go to Dr. X, he sends you to me, you know, we do three sessions, but then all of a sudden your hand is just going haywire. The pain is ridiculous. And so obviously you didn't respond well to the treatment. I'm going to call that doctor and I'm going to let him know, Hey, Landry's not doing good for whatever reason. This has exacerbated everything that's going on with him. I feel like he needs to come back and see you. I feel mm-hmm. like there might be something else going on that we have not seen yet. Right. So send you back that way. You know, you have that communication. I'm not going to just keep you on. Yeah. You know, you're getting worse. Yeah. You know, cause we can't fix everything. No, absolutely. Know? So if you're getting worse, i'm not going to keep you on i'm going to send you back to your dog yeah let's go this maybe we need some more
0: images maybe never MRI. maybe i'm missing something right you miss something let's let's kind of get butt our heads together and come up with something sure absolutely Hmm. i've always found it interesting i was raised a little bit i say raised uh as a young adult to uh chiropractors are not always the uh, most trustworthy human being. I'm not saying not trustworthy like they're going to steal the money out of your wallet when you set right. it down but there was a physician and you know this person I grew up with his son one of my best friends to this day such a solid dude um, I'll tell you his name later who told me don't ever trust a chiropractor and I had no reason not to trust this guy so I never really have. I've been to a chiropractor one time because of what he said and I still like was nervous doing it I was so, like, my my, my hand pain and my back pain and all that was so bad that I was willing to literally try anything is when I saw this guy. You know what this dude told me? I don't really know, so I'm going to adjust you, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I'm like, I don't fucking trust you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So if you don't know, what happens when you crack my neck and my arm goes dead, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: it made me super scared. And, And I know plenty of people like to go and get their neck popped. More power to you guys, but that scares the shit out of me. It really does. But the whole reason I bring that up is it's so funny because their training is probably as close to your training, right? They may go through a little bit more extensive stuff, but they're doctors. Right. I can walk in off the street to multiple chiropractors around here. There's a few, a mile away from our house, and I guarantee I could be seen today if I needed Absolutely. to. Absolutely. But I, it's so stupid the way right. that medicine And
1: you're going to pay cash.
0: Yeah. hmm and I, they're going to set me up on a plan that I can't afford, and they're going to convince me I need to seal. them.
1: Tell you what, they've got the best business model in the game. They really I mean... do.
0: They re- <laughs> especially there's a few that have their own x-ray tech. They yep. have their own right. machines. They're the good salesmen, if nothing else. Sure. And I'm not dogging chiropractors. I'd love, if I knew somebody that was in chiropractic medicine, I'd probably have mine just to talk sure. to them. Sure, I mean,
1: for some people, it, it, it's... It's the treatment that they need, yeah. and it works. And yeah. Obviously, they're in business for a reason because what they do helps people. Um,
0: your your goal as a physical therapist, and I'm moving out. This is like your goal as a business of outpatient physical therapy. I'm assuming it is to to not have to see me again. Does absolutely. that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that that's my whole model. Is I want to get you back to where you want to be as fast as we can. Mm -hmm. That way you don't have to continue coming back. Right. And as a a business model, if you can get back to where you need to be quickly, less money out of pocket, Mm -hmm. less time taken off work. Yep. um, You're gonna spread that word, word of mouth. There is no advertising like the word of mouth.
0: I couldn't agree more, Um, and anybody that doesn't agree with me, I challenge you to go back. I believe it's episode eight. Don't quote me on that, but I'm 90% sure to my boy, Andy Mazzolini, who's a real estate agent here in town. Um, The dude for multiple years running has sold more more houses in the Lubbock area uh, than any other real estate agent in the city of Lubbock. And that's including teams. So, like, I'm not going to get too much on real estate, but, like, people who have multiple people selling under Mm -hmm. them, he's by himself. Yeah. He doesn't advertise. Yeah. He he is so good at what he does because Mm -hmm. he treats me with respect. Mm -hmm. So, now I've referred him to Brad. Right. Who says, damn, you were amazing. My mom's looking to sell her house, and actually her best friend is, too. And the next thing you know, he can't keep his head above water. He's selling 100 plus houses a year in Mm -hmm. the city of Lubbock for that reason with zero advertisement. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can tell everybody that's listening right now, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true for anybody. You're one of the most honest people I've ever met. I've gotten to know you pretty well over the last six years to where it was like, oh, hey, like this dude's going to treat my patient. I need to call him to like, oh, well, hey, he's going to treat my patient, but let's go out in the hall and shoot the shit for a little bit to where... I am struggling with my own pain and I needed to go to somebody I know and I trust that I went to you because I trust you as a physical therapist Mm -hmm. and I trust you as a human being to where now we can sit and drink whiskey and shoot the shit and not even talk about anything. You know, you're an honest person and and, and I truly believe that you're not starting this business to get rich and famous. You're starting this business to help people and to, like you said earlier, is you were doing this Job, and then you decided you wanted to grow, and where can I grow? And that's to have further outreach in this community, right? It's really cool to see that from a business standpoint. You and I, I don't even know why, but we've talked about starting businesses before mm-hmm. over with our mutual friend Shane, yeah. Um, because he's done that same thing, well, and sure. more power to sh- He's actually coming on pretty soon, and we're going to do oh, two badass yeah. episodes on uh, hormone replacements, cool. Um, but to see from what just over the last couple years. To what you've done, I think you finally told me when you were just fixing to open up the to-go, advanced therapy to-go, Yeah, you were like, hey, by the way, it's not quite there yet. I don't even have a card yet, but this is about to happen. Yeah. I thought that was it for you, man. I'm like, okay, you're going to be the, whatever, you're director of therapy over at the hospital. You're going to run your business on the side, maybe hire a few people. Maybe 10, 15 years from now it would be good enough to where you can quit. Right. Was that the goal? Initially, yeah. <laughs> but see, I have to respect somebody that says, my goal is this and I've achieved it, mm-hmm. but I'm not satisfied.
1: Right. And that, that's just thats just how I am. Well,
0: I, 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 hopefully this is what happen. Very hedgehog,
1: for sure. Hopefully what will happen is another year from now, mm-hmm. we can sit back down and I can say, the clinic has grown, got somebody working
0: there. I can step back. Right. Now what? Exactly that's it. <laughs> I guarantee there will be something. I hope that's I have case. told you I have told your better half yeah what I th- this is just me talking <laughs> out of my ass and I won't go into what I think, but what I think advanced therapy should be doing on the side. If and when, and I'm going to emphasize on the when that gets going, I know somebody that's going to help out your clinic over there. She is my better half. Yeah, We've got this down. Yep. I may rent a, rent a room in your, in your office to let my wife start doing her thing. I, Sky's the limit, right? You know what? You just have to think outside the box. Well, it, that's it, it. That's not even what this podcast was about, but I do want to delve into I think it's pretty neat just to see people who, I've done this, what else can I do? Right. Right. Yeah, and it's not like you said; it's
1: not about becoming rich and famous. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to be rich and famous, I wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have been field. in the medical field. Right. And even the richest
0: physician anybody knows would yeah. tell you the exact
1: same thing. Right. It's just about challenging myself mm-hmm. and providing something to people that they need and they also deserve.
0: Not only do they need is, is I think, physical therapy is something that people need that don't realize they need it. They usually don't realize it until it's too late, which is what happened to me. Right, personal story is what happened to me. Right, uh, I really challenge everybody listening right now to listen to your bodies. It sounds so stupid, but sure, people don't understand. Pain is a something that's going on in the brain. Your your knee has something wrong with it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, whatever it is. Yes, our bodies are way smarter than I ever realized. Yes. It's a receptive thing that's sending a, 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 we can't think of the word, but it's transmitting to your brain that says, "I'm going to hurt here because something's wrong, and I need you to fix it." Yes, and I know the only way you're going to know something wrong is if you're miserable. Right, that's the only thing pain is. Right. It is. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. I need you to fix it. But so many of us, we're throwing down ibuprofen. We're throwing down Tylenol. This is aging. This Mm -hmm. is because I work in construction or I lift patients or my back hurts or whatever it is. My wrist hurt because I sit and type all day. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily the case. And even if that is the case, there is help out there and it could save you money. Yes. Most people think about that. It could save you... Taking off of work. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this neck surgery that I had, and you can contest to the exact same... We laughed because we had the exact right. same,
1: it exact. <laughs> the same yep.
0: vertebrae. Mm-hmm. It put me down for seven weeks. Yes. It fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. And then how did that play into your mental health? I got super down. Yeah. I got super upset. Um, I didn't realize that I was laughing with Sam the other day. Um, now that I've been picking up more shifts at... Because I'm working two jobs. Yeah. My scrub tops that have fit very well for six years are a little tighter. I blame <laughs> right. it on my washing machine. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Honestly, though, what it boiled down to, and this is not an excuse because I should know better. You've got to practice what you preach. I had surgery. I had seven weeks off. Mm-hmm. I laid on the couch. Now, granted, those first two to three weeks, I was in a tremendous amount of pain. Sure. It sucked. I had hematoma and my neck, so on and so forth. I got lazy, Mm -hmm. and I started eating even more shittier than I do. And just walking as a nurse, we're putting in more miles a day than a lot of people realize. I've gotten a little wider. My shirts are fitting a little bit tighter than they used to. All of that could have been prevented with just knowing that, hey, if I would listen to my body, maybe I should have gone to you in the first place. Right. I didn't know any better. Sure. I wouldn't listen to a podcast that told me to do (laughs) anything different.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's changing your, the way you think and, you know, stepping away from the normal track that healthcare kind of takes you down. You wait till it's too late to go see your doctor. Mm-hmm. And again, that's society. You know, we, we have to work. We have to work. We have to pay our bills. That's and America you for get, sure. You get stuck in that cycle. So when your body starts to talk to you, and that's exactly what it is, that neurotransmitter That's the word I was Um, looking for. You know, the the, the signal that goes to your brain that says, hey, my foot hurts. Okay. Well, after a few days, does the pain go away? Okay, I'm good. Yeah. But after a few days, if the pain is not going away or it continues to get worse, then... Something's going on. Correct. Yes. Your body's telling you, hey, wake up. You know, it's like a check engine light in your vehicle. If that sucker pops on, you know you better take your vehicle to the shop and get it checked out. So that's the same thing with the pain signal. It's telling you, pay pay attention to what's going on in my foot because I did something to this that's causing me to hurt. I need to watch this. I need to monitor it to make sure it doesn't get worse. And if it does get worse, I need to do something about it. And know that there's other options out there aside from medications, um, shots, which sometimes injections are needed. You know, Couldn't agree more. A steroid injection for something that's inflamed definitely helps get the inflammation down. Couldn't agree but more. Now, what are you going to do to prevent it from getting inflamed again? That's where you start taking the steps in the right direction. I think Does that's get the, the biggest the, problem. Get the I've care seen. from your doctor that your doctor can provide, and then what else can you do on top of that to make sure that this problem is completely solved to fix yourself down the road? So compare it to uh, you're looking at your car one day, and you notice that your front tires are balding, like they're just bad. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, the back tires aren't bad. Why are the front tires so bad? Okay, well, do I just go get a new set of tires? Or do I go get my alignment checked?
0: Yeah, something's going on. So all four tires should be bald by now.
1: Correct. They should wear evenly if you're rotating them and all all that stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But if you just go throw a new set of tires on there, and then three months down the road, you're like, well, shit, those brand new tires are already bald again. Well, now you've cost yourself two sets of tires, and now what are you going to do? Are you still going to go get another set of tires and put them on, or are you actually going to take it and get the front end checked to make sure that the tires are the, the front end is aligned correctly, that way you're not blowing through those tires?
0: I can tell you what most people are going to do.
1: They're going to get a new set of tires. They're going to get a
0: new set of tires.
1: Correct. So you got to think about your body that way. I know Damn. that's a very simple way to put it, but think about your body It may be way. a
0: simple way of putting it, but you kind of just blew my mind a little bit if you treat your body like a, like a vehicle.
1: You should, right Damn I mean, we take really good care of our vehicles Most people do Take care of your body the same way
0: Well, you know, you get your vehicles. It's going to last you an average of 5 to 10 right? years, maybe yep. For guys, probably longer than girls Girls want the newest and the latest and the greatest My body's going to last me as long as I'm here If it's lasting me 34 years from now mm-hmm. I'm going to have to record you saying that again So tell me, again. <laughs> <laughs> you said, not much of it Check engine lights
1: so the check engine light comes on, right? That's the same thing as a pain signal. So your your foot hurts, it sends a check engine light to your brain. Hey, check your foot, right? Something's going on. Do I have a rock in my shoe or is it something else, right? Dang. And then the the front end alignment, you know, if your nope. tires are going bad on the front end and you replace the tires and then you notice that those new tires that you just put on are starting to wear uneven over a short period of time, Well, maybe it's not just the tires. Maybe it's something with the alignment that you need to have checked instead of wasting your money and putting a brand new set of tires on.
0: Treat your bodies like your cars. (laughs) That really is, like you say, that simple, but that's the way that we learn things. you got to relate certain things. Correct. I never would have thought about that, but it's, it's, it's such a great analogy. Mm -hmm. And this is the body that we're given. It's the only one that we have. Yeah. We treat everything else like it should be set here. I had a I had a mattress salesman tell me one day a mattress salesman that's actually a thing believe it. or Yeah, right. he almost had us. But we went there for mattresses. <laughs> Probably the best sales pitch I've ever heard. He said, "Listen, man, this mattress right here you you can go up and your wife can go down or up. You know those uh, I can't remember the name. It's a sleep number, but like sure. you can adjust right. if you have gerd and stuff at night. It was like." eight to ten thousand dollars and i was like dude i thought i was like that's the craziest thing i've ever yeah, said cool expensive. man yeah he said you're spending between eight to ten hours a night mm-hmm. i think the average american will say six like we're all adults right sure we'll say eight right a night every single day seven days a week without hesitation you're always going to bend and you're wanting to spend a thousand or two thousand dollars Right. The average American, according to this really good fucking salesman, tells me that the average American spends twenty minutes or less in his vehicle a day. I would agree with that. You're going to work, you're coming home, you may go to fast food, right? Exactly. But you'll you won't hesitate to spend forty five, fifty thousand dollars on a vehicle, right? But this most comfortable thing in the world, Mm -hmm. your bed, (laughs) it's like no, I'm not paying more than a thousand. You got to take care of your body and take care of yourself. Sure, it's the only one we're given. That's it. Now, people are laughing at me right now because I'm fucking short and fat and don't know anything about <laughs> it, but those who can't do teach, right?
1: That's true. Okay.
0: <laughs> I will tell you from a personal standpoint, the fact that I guess it's probably, what was it, two years ago when you decided to get the out, the, the to-go going?
1: Yeah. I know you said it's
0: been open for a year, but you right. know, no, you I had a lot the, of time before I that. I had
1: the thought of it, yeah, way before that, and then COVID hit, and kind of sidelined it for a bit but the the idea was there the idea has been there a long time covid just kind of screwed things up a little bit
0: almost everybody i know has a great idea of something like man if i could just do this but you decided to write it out Mm -hmm. you probably bounced ideas off of people you know this is an idea this isn't gonna work and this is and then you pull the trigger i'm sure scared shitless yeah this is just for the to-go thing right I would be willing to bet, and I don't care, it's none of my business, but that probably costs some money. A little bit. And you were probably puckering your butthole, and yep. did I just waste this money, or right. am I going to see a return on my investment? Sure. But you didn't care, you pulled the fucking trigger and you went with it. Right. And then a, it's only been one year, yes. and you're now advancing to a brick and mortar. Yes. Yes keeping the to-go yes, to expand our business. So mm-hmm. for that, I commend you. I think that's super cool that you're chasing something. Well, thank you. Uh, it's pretty impressive. I'm very into business, even though I don't have one. Cassandra and I talk all the time about owning a franchise and doing this and that. You know why we don't do it? We don't have what you have, which is the ability to just go. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I
1: mean, it's that, that old saying, what is it, you know... Uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. No. Is that how it goes? Yeah, that's one hundred. No, you're good. Whatever. Um, but no, at some point you have to say, "Okay, this great idea, uh, screw it, throw it in the trash," mm. or you you just have to take that plunge. And yep. there's there's a lot of factors that go into that. You do have to align yourself ahead of time mm-hmm. to make that step. You know, you can't just come up with an idea and the next day jump off the bridge, right, and take that step. And I think so now, many people do that,
0: and that's where you see things fail.
1: Sure, unless it's the idea of all ideas, right, right. that just takes off. But They're most businesses gone. don't do that. So you have to you have to do the preparatory work ahead of time to put yourself in a...
0: Well, and it's probably safe to say, too, in this last year, I'm not even talking brick and mortar. I'm talking about the to-go business that you have advanced... Therapy to go. Advanced yeah. physical therapy. Physical to therapy yeah. to go. I keep saying that. And I'm sorry. You get... You've probably made a thousand mistakes, right? Oh yeah. You're not a business owner by heart. You're a physical therapist who loves right. to treat people. Right. Like the business side is something you're learning. Correct. Oh, you've absolutely. You've made the mistakes daily. Yeah. And you've learned from them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I've never heard you say when you came into work, and you and I are just chatting at this point at work, and I've never heard you say, "Man, fuck this." Like I think I just can't heal and I'm done.
1: Right. No, you, you, you've got to figure it out. And so if you don't have the answer to the question, you go find somebody that does have the answer. Right. You know, and Bounce ideas. Absolutely. Always bounce ideas. Ask for advice. Reach out. Well, um,
0: and, and I think a lot of business too, and you see a lot in the medical field and the old adage of it's not what you know it to you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's more true than anything else, at least in American society. But go and find those people that own, who are interested in whatever you're doing. Sure and say, hey man, this is the idea that I have, this is where I'm at, you own a business, maybe you own a business that has car washes, and I own a business that's doing therapy, but clearly you're making money and I'm not, mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong in the business standpoint?
1: Right, the principles of business are the same, They're not no, changing. Matter, no matter what business, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. I mean, there's some the small intricacies, right, that are mm-hmm. different, but, The overall idea of business is the idea of business right you know um, money in versus money out how do you get your name out how do you get more people to come to your business right um and i think the the preparatory work that benefited me so much was just establishing all the relationships that i established Mm -hmm. with you uh, other nurses at the hospital the physicians Physicians. not even just the physicians but everyone in the hospital Mm -hmm. so you know, for example, you know, having a good relationship with the director of billing, mm-hmm. she ended up coming. Yeah, because she had a back issue. Right. Having a relationship with my own physician, and and explaining what I'm doing to my own physician. Right. That way, he knows me. He trusts me. We have a good relationship. Yeah. So when he has somebody that he
0: feels appropriate, he gives me a call. I'm a huge fan too of uh, businesses that. I'm not I'm not opposed to, like, if I were to be able to start a business and make it a chain or franchisable, more power to me. Like, I, I need you to listen. to Just do it sometime when you have some time off. The win-loser tie, we talked about it earlier. Okay. Tie, his brother-in-law and sister, his sister and brother-in-law, actually started up Bahama Bucks. Okay. It was a little bitty shack on the Brownfield Highway before it was the Marshall Shirt. Like, it was a two-lane road, right? Yeah. A tiny shack. He started a, a side business in the summers only to pay for his way through Texas Tech. Brilliant. Now they have, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me, but I believe they have a little over a hundred. They're considered worldwide because I think it's Puerto Rico. <laughs> the goal within the next five years is to have 500 strong. Wow. Okay. He started in Lubbock, Texas, mm-hmm. which is why you see the, the Bahama corporate. Bucks yeah. corporate, because he stayed true to his roots. His wife... My buddy's sister, stay true to her roots, right? Sure. Uh, which that alone is pretty cool. You need to listen to that podcast, though, because he kind of talks about a little bit of business and sure. stuff. Sure, I listen to it. Um, the whole reason I went off on that tangent, though, is I like to use businesses that are strictly local, though. Oh, I do, too. Absolutely. Once you start reaching into those big businesses and the big corporate bullshit, you're Mm -hmm. losing what's most important, which is that one-to-one contact. Absolutely. Now, if you're able to take advanced physical therapy nationwide within the next 20 years, and you're a franchisable corporation, man, I'm going to hug you and say, I'm glad I got to see that from the beginning. That's super, super cool, but you're going to be one of the examples of how you would never lose who you are as a person. You've no, been there, yeah. done that. You fought for the country. You've worked your way up through school. You bust your ass to doctor's degree. Who you are is who you are, regardless, right? Sure. But that's what you're getting out of this business, as a, as opposed to going to some of the other ones. And there's some big ones here in town, and I'm not going to use them. Hacks, bub, is a good one, you know. Um, <laughs> DPP.
1: Yeah. Guys, you sure uh, yeah.
0: I'm rhyming here. Y'all yeah. know who I'm talking about. And I'm not saying they're bad therapists, but what they're not getting is Bradville. What they're not getting is someone who's a West Texas native, who's served for the country, who has worked here, stayed here. You could go anywhere you want. You're still here in Lubbock, Texas. Right. You're Right now, you're wearing a Texas Tech shirt, and you're wearing a Texas Tech hat. You're proud of who you are, proud of where you came from, sure. and you're keeping that business local. Yes. It's a personal aspect, and I'm telling you from someone who's gotten to know you very well over the last seven years is just a straight-up, down-to-earth good dude. You don't get that with some of the other ones. I really right. don't think you do.
1: Sure. You know, with some of the other – the the approach that I'm taking that I feel is different is – You've got the other ones, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Who do a good job. Don't get me wrong. Look,
1: we all had to go through the same school. Mm-hmm. So it's tough as hell. It's hard. Seven years of school to you know to get that doctorate degree. So their knowledge is their knowledge. I think what creates some issues with the bigger ones is the, the, the large business entity having yep. too much hand. Yep in what's going on in the day-to-day. Absolutely. So therapists, are they're restricted to the amount of time they can spend with the patient. Okay, here's an example. So if you ask Cassandra, how many patients do you see every day in the office? It's ridiculous. It's ghost. And if you asked her, do you feel that you spend an appropriate amount of time with each patient? I don't know how she would answer it. But I know as a patient going into those busy doctor's offices, I don't feel, and I would think that most people would say, I don't feel my doctor spends enough time with me. Yep. You get
0: three minutes, maybe. Okay, then Maybe. The number's going to blow your mind because I know the statistic to that. At yeah. least from about, I haven't done the research for the last five or six years. Okay. I want you to guess. Now, this one gets hard because you know enough about the medical field Outpatient physician and inpatient physician, okay, mm-hmm. Jumble together. Do you know how long the average doctor spends with a patient?
1: 45 seconds. Less than that, no believe yet. it or not.
0: The average <laughs> Jesus is Christ. 17 seconds no way. spent with a patient. Now, you got to look at it. Not everyone looks at people like you. do. You're a very personable person, and, and, and you really are, and you love to get to know people and spend time with people. So your average may be, if you're the physician in this scenario, right, um, a five-minute conversation, okay. which is a very long time when you think about it, right. okay? But you also have to look at the physicians that some of them stand at the door, don't make eye contact, how you doing, cool, see you tomorrow. That's a one to two second cover, And I've seen that Correct. a thousand uh, times. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. You average that the average physician spends 17 seconds with his patient. That's pretty sad. God, I'm so sexist.
1: With their patient. Could yeah. be a girl, too. And you know what the main contributing factors to
0: that is? They
1: have too many patients? They have, not they have too many patients, it's they're forced. So over time, regulations, government regulations, insurance regulations, have forced the physicians to have to see more patients within a given day yep. to make the same amount of money that they were making five years ago. Right. So five years ago, they may have needed to see 30 patients in a day. Mm-hmm. Now they need to see 40. Mm-hmm. To maintain that level of income yeah and if you're not maintaining that level of income you can't keep the doors open no
0: absolutely so yes the physicians make damn good money but let's give physicians the benefit of the doubt. it goes back to what i talked about a minute ago with medicare setting all the standards and fuck the government and we all know that um yeah i don't think in any form
1: or fashion that it's the physician's fault i don't either i think they're forced by the regulations to
0: they're rich you know what we all live within our means and and they've earned it. We chose our path. You've earned it. They chose everything <laughs> that you've achieved in your life. You've earned fair and square from right. servant to school to opening up a business. You know, give benefits these doctors a benefit of the doubt. Yes, I know they're living in a lot of them are living in a million dollar homes, sure. but they earned the shit out of the million. Oh, dollar absolutely. Home. And I know. know this like from a very very personal standpoint. Mm-hmm. From my brother in law who's an anesthesiologist. Like right. I've talked in depth to him on how much time he spent at work. Right. I talked to him right before you came over yes. here. He was coming home from work. He barely ever sees his kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's earned what he's got. Oh, like. absolutely. So like don't think that it's oh they're bitching because they're rich. Well, they live within the same means that you do. Right.
1: I oh I have no gripes towards the physicians. I Agreed. think it's I think it's the it's higher. It's up. other entities that have a hand in and the yeah, government. That you know that and so back to the the way I feel like I'm gonna I want to do different mm. and I hope this proves to be true I've, I've worked it all out I know it can be um, is I want to always have a low number of patients with me at any given time yeah and I want that so you say that you know a physician spends 17 seconds I'm spending an entire hour right at minimum you're getting 30 minutes of one-on-one with me hmm And the other person will get 30 minutes of one-on-one. But collectively, you're both there at the same time. You both have me for an hour. Right. And so that's where I want to set myself in a different path is to, no, I won't make as much money. That's not what I'm doing it for. I want to give that quality of care versus quantity of care. And if it makes me less money and if all I do at the end of the month is break even, then all I do at the end of the month is break even. I'm happy. My patients are happy.
0: Well, and there you go. That's what I was hoping you were going to say, is the patients are happy, the patients are satisfied, they came in to see you, they don't have to see you again because you healed their ailment, their knee, their hip, their shoulder, their their neck, their hands, whatever it is. Right. And now they can move on with their way of life, and they're not taking off of work, they're not having to have surgery. Praise Jesus. They're hopefully not having to take any fucking pain medication. Yeah. I mean... Don't don't even get me started on the route that we go on throwing payments down, and we're moving on with life. Yeah. Right. Yep. You showed up to work. You put in an honest day work, and you moved on. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. The goal isn't to own a multi-million-dollar no. house for you, but if you do, I really hope you invite me over to drink some sure. whiskey in your pool. You know. <laughs>
1: absolutely. If that's the path that it that it takes, then then great. But cool. that's not the path I'm hoping and expecting just, it to take
0: you just put that publicly and i'm going to tell you right now um i'm going to hold you to that a year two three four four five years down the line is like hey ma'am, like i need to know how much time are you personally spending with your patients like continue to do what you're doing mm-hmm. i think that's one thing that's kind of attracted my personality to yours over the years isn't because you walk around like yeah like i know everything there is no about oh, PT. that's
1: far from it yeah
0: I don't think it's far from it. I think you, you, you're you you're a pretty humble dude. You're is smart, one of the smartest people I've ever met. When it comes to the human body, I feel like you know more than anybody I've ever met how it functions, what we need to do to get it better. When you diagnosed my wife by walking, I thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. You know you've helped me personally with the hand and the neck issue, and you, you know that, and I've thanked you for it and so on and so forth. But you're so good at what you do that I hope that you never lose that. Like... You got in this business for a reason, right? Don't lose that. I think so many people do, and I don't think you will. I
1: I just can't imagine what it would do to me mentally to 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 go away from that because that was part of the reason why I wanted to go. You know, to start the mobile to go because I being a director is fine and good you learn a lot of things you know you get paid more you you get the the experience and the knowledge of the inner workings of a a facility whatever that was great knowledge and i i wouldn't take it back i learned a lot in fact if i wasn't there and i hadn't learned all those things i wouldn't be here correct i agree but it got to the point where i was mentally like I'm not doing what I went to school to do. I'm not doing what I love to do. And that's being with people, working with people. And so that's that's where it shifted. I said, I've got to do something. I've that's gotta...
0: where it blew my mind a minute ago when you told me that you've only done this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I feel like, unfortunately for you, taking that position, you lost what you're best at, which is human-to-human interaction. And caring for a patient... Mm-hmm. I thought you'd done this for 20 years. You're like, man, like I'm kind of a little tired of this and I'm moving on. Like <laughs> you're in the whole grand scheme of life. You're brand new to this. I guess. Yeah. If you want to look at it that way. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you've got a lot of life to live in your physical therapy life. Sure. Um, but I look at this from a guy. When I started working with you a little over six years ago, you were only four years in, like right. you're just now getting comfortable doing this, this and that. Right. And you were already a director before I even knew who you were. hmm That kind of blows my mind. So the fact that you get to go back to that one-on-one daily patient care, I'm sure is pretty rewarding. It is. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You and I have talked for years, and I even got you in touch with our mutual friend. Like, hey, man, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. Look forward to the Shane Frankel podcast. Just dropping that out there. I'm proud of you, man. It's been cool doing this. I appreciate it. I need everybody to listen. You're coming back soon. Because okay. we're talking, I, I don't. It's not going to be a political thing tham- standpoint. I I think it's so cool what you've done for our country. This Thank is shifting gears. Um, I'll I'll be the first to admit it. I don't care how many people are here. I personally don't think I would have the balls to do that. I really don't. Um, I don't know if the draft was a thing when I was eligible of age for the draft. I'm not so Sure, I wouldn't have been one of those guys being a draft dodger, and that's not to say fuck the war, fuck the military. I just think that mental standpoint that you have that I don't, I have the utmost respect. I always, 100% of the time, if I meet somebody that says they're in the military, I tell them thank you. When I see the people that wear the hat, my father-in-law's one, um, patients who served, sure. even some of the shitty wars that people may not agree with. The one that we're dealing with now, um, Vietnam and stuff, I don't give a shit. I've always been raised that support support the veteran, not the war, if yeah. that's the way you think, Right. Oh, absolutely. Not the, veteran, the, the absolutely the better yeah.
1: the the soldier does there you go.
0: support your soldiers.
1: Does the job that the soldier
0: is asked. Whether you agree with it or not doesn't matter. It's not our job to agree with exactly. it. Exactly. It's our job to do our job. So the fact <laughs> that you did that is just so cool. And I would love to be able to delve into more into kind of the what you did, what led you to that. Why you did it? What all you saw? I know not a lot, but enough to know that it's usually a four-year contract. And if you're telling me you did it for nine, there was there was something that you saw that you wanted to better me as an American, better yourself as an American. And I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. So and it
1: was a lot of a lot of circumstance.
0: Yeah. You know that I, I would love to get into detail about that on a different sure, podcast absolutely. if you'd be willing to. Absolutely, we'll yeah. talk a little more off air on what I can and can't ask. Sure. But yeah. I would really love to ask some questions you may not want to answer. No, that'd be fun. <laughs> uh, congratulations on your endeavor. Thank a you. just taking the delve and the, the dive into having to, uh, resign from the job. I'm sure was not an easy task for you. No, it was a lot of stress. Um, that came with that, but. Open it up. Advanced physical therapy to go. I'm going to post a, a business card. Look for my Instagram and my Facebook when this post, uh, to get a hold of Brad, to get a hold of his business. Um. Anybody even has questions, like you don't even know, like, maybe I don't even need physical therapy, but this is going on. Brad will talk to you whether he's going to take you yeah. on as a patient or not. He's not going to take your money unless it's something that, that that's worth uh, charging. He's going to take care of you financially. He's not going to sit there sure. and make all your money. Um, this has been cool. I'm proud yeah, of you. Like, to call you a friend has been pretty cool. Uh, Likewise. Proud of you, man. This is awesome. More importantly, you got me back in the podcast game. There you go. This table computer, this setup <laughs> is staying here. My cousin's coming over tomorrow. We're Perfect. recording. As soon as I'm done with her, I'm going to my buddy's house and recording another Damn. one. Damn. I'm knocking out three in 24 hours. Yeah, we lit the fuse again. I got to get going again, tomorrow. man. Yeah. I've been pissing a bunch of people off. <laughs> you got to do what you love. I got to end it with this because it's been a while since I ended it with this, okay? Um, I don't. I know you live close by. I don't know how you get to where you're going, but do you ever drive on the loop at like 50th and Frankfurt-ish? Yes. Um you know, like there's like Flatland CrossFit. Yep. I'm dropping their name for a reason. I'm trying to get the owner on because we both know Carlin. Trying to get oh, her, her son-in-law. On. Right above Flatland been some CrossFit. Good <laughs> right. There's a big billboard right there, right behind Cash America Pond. Mm-hmm. I've now paid for you for 30 days to get on that billboard for 30 days. You can say anything you want. No one's going to get offended, but you're going to grab that many people. You know how many people drive by that every day? Thousands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's it going to say?
1: I think you asked me the same question. But it's probably changed in the last three months. See, my first answer was educate yourself. Yep. That's what I said. And it was a fantastic answer. So this time I'm going to say
0: figure out the why. Figure out the why. Yes. See, what I thought you were going to say is advanced physical therapy. No, no. no. <laughs> if There's... that doesn't tell you that I'm not being honest about who he is, figure out the why that doesn't have to be right. in the medical field. Anything. Figure out the why, figure That's that true. out. Everything else falls into place. It damn sure helps. <laughs> Brad, I appreciate you getting me back into the, uh, the, uh, podcasting. It's been a while since I've done it for my own sulking sorrows. And I'm going to get into that on a <laughs> solo podcast that I hope you listen to in the next couple of weeks. I don't There's really a real answer as to why I didn't post for a couple months. Um, We'll talk about that after September 9th. Um, Appreciate you all for listening. I'm glad we're back. Megan, Steven, LMK guys, Corey, y'all can stop bitching at me for not posting episodes every (laughs) Tuesday because here we are super excited to be back in the the studio. Brad, I'm going to see you in a couple weeks. Absolutely. We'll see y'all later. Peace.